Shohei Otani struck out in his first spring training at bat as a Dodger. He grounded into a double play in his second at bat, and then I think he got pulled from the game and didn't have no, a third at bat. No, he hit a home run. Oppo. <laughs> Oppo HR, baby. Oppo. What a great hitter. Uh, I was actually watching his third at bat. He should have struck out. I only saw the home run. Uh, I didn't need to see the rest. 2-2 count. Ball over the plate. Umpire looking the wrong way. Didn't strike him out. Should have struck out. Should have been 0 for 3 with two Ks and a Instead, double play. Then he got another pitch and hit one into the seats. And then, by the way, this is it's out of control. The Dodgers broadcast of this. They went full screen, put like seventh inning of this, full screen on Otani post-game press conference that wasn't post-game because the players run away after they get pulled. Little box in the corner they're showing the rest of the spring training game. Game's not important. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all about Shohei. Great. Who's the game? Why is the game important? Doesn't doesn't count. <laughs> I just like they had the score the the score bug still up, and I was like, wait a minute, are they not showing the game? They're just we're just updating it with the balls and strikes on the scoreboard while we hear Otani talking. It's listen, Otani press conferences are also brutal to listen to or watch because everything goes through a translator, right? So it's like takes twice the amount of time to get a question and question answered and everything. They're not even like it's like all right, the translator said something for it. It's not even good. It's out of control, Ed. Out of control. What a shot. Oppo. He's a bum. Uh, and and, and I, I understand the question. Doug Brumfield has retired from football. UNL, well, I guess former UNLV quarterback now said earlier this week he's retiring for medical reasons. Uh, Brumfield sustained quite a few different injuries in his brief time at UNLV. He was the starting quarterback entering last season. Jade Maiava came on, got the job after Brumfield got hurt and played well. But don't forget, Brumfield was the number one guy going into last season. Uh, Jade Maiava is now at USC, which means UNLV's quarterback options without Maiava or Brumfield are Cam Friel, who was a backup last year, and then the top two transfers, Haj Malik Williams from Campbell and Matthew Sluka from Holy Cross. All right, so let's do it. Opening day, opening night. It's got to be Sluka. Time, it's got to be Sluka. It's got, that guy's numbers at Holy Sluka. Cross were unbelievable. Yeah. It's I not say, him. It's Sluka. Well, I would, you could say this about both of them, but if it's not him, what's he doing here? Right. And I, I right. guess you could say the same thing about Haj Malik Williams. Right. But like they got two FCS transfers who I believe each have one year left. If it's if Why did they transfer here if they're not the starting quarterback? I will be fascinated to see out of spring camp, does one of these guys leave? Oh, after he realizes yeah. he's not the starter? Like, if we get out of spring practice, the spring game, and, and I don't know if Barry Odom will officially name one, but I'm sure they'll be able to tell based on who's getting the reps. Like, if Sluka's the number one, does Haj Malik Williams say, all right, well, I got one year left. I'm not going to sit as a backup. I'm going to go somewhere else, or vice versa. Well, we'll see when it begins the spring training. I mean, spring practice. They're out there preparing. preparing we know that. They're preparing day. for spring practice every day. It's a lot of work. Learning how to no hand sleep. the ball off. No sleep. Next question. Boyd Gaming and the Boyd family are donating $6.5 million to UNLV Athletics. It will go towards a multi-use indoor practice facility that will be used by multiple sports, but um, obviously football is going to be the uh, main team benefiting here. So all it took, a little rain during Super Bowl week for UNLV to get a $6.5 million donation. Well, they saw what happened with the poor Niners. Oh, the, the poor Niners. Niners. Out there, they, couldn't, they couldn't get their feet, their feet uh, set, uh, even though 
They put up grass, right? They put grass over the turf. Right. And then they were complaining that the grass was too soft. It was too spongy. That's why they lost the Super Bowl. That's why. Um, I Here was my genuine question on this. Are they just putting like a roof over the current outdoor football fields? Or are they building an entire new building? I think it's a whole new building. I think it's a whole new... Yeah, I would think it's a whole new building, right? The Fertitta football complex costs $35 million. Six and a half millions doing what? Starting the groundwork. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't think this is the. I don't think this is the full price. I but think it, this is the main. According to the press is release, gonna be, isn't it going to be named after the Boyd? Right. According to the press release, it's the Boyd multi-use indoor practice facility. That has to be a new building. It has to be. They get their name on it when they donated less than a sixth of the total cost. Well, what is the total cost? Well, out of the the Fertitta football complex costs thirty five million, and that was five years ago. Everything costs more money now. Well, some something tells me it's not going to be nearly as fancy as it the, doesn't have to be. Everything costs more. Yeah. You go you go to a fast food restaurant, and it costs five times now, the price. Now, Wendy it did five said years they're ago. not doing that. It still is more expensive than it was five <laughs> years ago. I just I was confused because. Six and a half million is not building this entire building. Let's no, get someone on from UNLV to talk about this. Unless it's be helpful. Say, it, say it's ten. Or it's got to be. It's got to be more than ten. Unless it's literally just a barn with a football field inside of it. Yeah, but it's not necessarily for football. It says multi-sport use. It's Danny's for football. They're not donating six and a half million dollars for the soccer team. You never know. They're not. They're not. It's the it's the largest donation in school history. It's not for soccer. It's for football. The soccer team will get to use it. At 4 a.m. because the football team's got to have it at six. It's for football. I just to me, I was the cost part of it was a little weird because six and a half's not building an entire facility. No, they're probably looking for other donors. Danny, but, let's get someone on from UNLV. All right, I'll reach out to them. <laughs> see what I can do. Great question. Thank you. Jared Lucas hit a game-winning half-court buzzer beater to give Nevada a win over Colorado State. Uh, terrific finish in this one. Lucas, who's an excellent free throw shooter, actually missed three of four free throws in the final minute of that game. Isaiah Stevens took advantage and scored four points after those missed shots to tie the game. And then with two seconds left, Lucas caught an inbounds pass, took a dribble, and drilled a shot from half court to win the game and not be the guy who cost Nevada a win on the road against Colorado State. Big win for the Wolfpack. I think they won four straight. And they didn't have Keenan Blackshear. No. They didn't have their best player. Went on the road, beat Two Colorado CSU. State. And that's going to be a quad one win for Nevada without their best player. So, phenomenal win in that regard. I actually don't know Blackshear's status. I didn't know he was hurt until I was watching that game. So, I don't know if that's a long-term thing. And uh, he could be out for a while. According to a video posted by one of the guys in Reno who covers the team, he was in a walking boot pregame. Ooh. So. UNLV is going to beat them in Ooh. Reno to end the year. 13-5. and five. Although I will say Blackshear has not played well against UNLV two years in a row. Blackshear wasn't good against them this last game, and they still won. No, it's the center. They might be better if Blackshear's on the bench, apparently, because they went and beat Colorado State on the road. Um, but big win there. Colorado State now, seriously, they're going to be the seventh seed in the Mountain West Tournament. Yes. Like, they've yes. got a little bit easier path here, so maybe they could jump up no, if somebody gonna loses here. No, they're going to They're going to play in the first day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're not getting to the bye. Right. But they're like there's a real chance they're the seventh seed, which, talking about we, we'll get more into this when we get to the final couple of games and it's a little more crystallized. 
there's a real chance UNLV gets like the three seed, and they got to play Colorado State in the first right. game. Like that's brutal. That's what's gonna be. You couldn't get one of these bum teams in the first game. You're gonna end up with CSU, who can obviously beat anybody because Isaiah Stevens can be the best player on the floor in any given game. That's a great, great question. Utah State beat Fresno State in overtime last night. Darius Brown banked in a three with 1.3 seconds left to force overtime for Utah State. Uh, Fresno State did not foul in that situation. Up three. Danny Sprinkle is a magician, apparently, because even when they play poorly against a bad team, they still find a way to win the game. Uh, I do think you might need to be banned from the NCAA tournament if you have to go to overtime with Fresno State. The though. way Fresno State is right now? That you might need to be banned. complete disaster. They're not good. No. So I think there might be, like the NCAA selection, you might say, ooh, overtime against Fresno, yeah. you're out. Next question. In the NBA, uh, Jared Lucas did not have the only buzzer beater because Max Struess hit a 58-foot shot to give the Heat a win over the Mavericks yesterday. It is the second longest game-winning shot in the NBA since tracking began in 1997-1998. Dallas scored to take the lead with three seconds left. No timeouts left. Struess caught the ball, chucked it up from behind half court, drilled it, and won the game. I think uh, what's more what's more uh, impressive, that or the Reno kid? Well, okay, here's the other key to this. The Mavericks had a pretty comfortable lead. Max Struess made four threes in a row just to get back into the game. That's impressive. And then hit the game winner. Jared okay. Lucas almost blew the game okay, by missing Okay, then we're, going with, the we're going with the Heat. I'm going, going with, with Max Struess. And the Jared Lucas one, they were tied. Max Struess, they yes. were trailing. Another, another okay. key point there. Lucas, that's a free shot. You're going to overtime if you miss it. Struess is there. The game's over. They're losing the game. Uh, so, yeah, Max Struess, he's the All winner right. of these great shots. Next question. The Chiefs are going to franchise tag Legereus Sneed. He, uh, one of their better cornerbacks, was the 30th best cornerback by PFF grades this past year. Uh, apparently, everything's on the table, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. Kansas City is going to use the franchise tag, but they're still going to try to sign him to a long-term deal. If you tag a guy, you have until July to sign him to a long-term extension. Um, but they also are going to consider trading him. So if somebody comes along, makes a good offer for Legereus Sneed, the Chiefs might move on from one of their best defensive players in a season they won Would the they Super think Bowl. about the Raiders with uh, Antonio Pierce cutting off the snake of the, the head of the snake? Would they trade him to the Raiders? Yeah. I mean, if the Raiders came by and offered him too much, I'm sure they would. They're just not afraid of the Raiders in any sense. No, I don't think they are. Like, they were embarrassed they lost to him. But like we, we talked about it before the Super Bowl. Andy Reid called Pierce and said, thank you for beating us. Yes. <laughs> You don't do that if you're actually worried if about you're worried that about the team yeah. in the future. I'm really curious what Pierce's response to that was. I don't have any idea. He could have been, like, respectful because Andy Reid has been a coach for a very long time and all that and could have been like, oh, of course, yes, sir. Or he could have been, like, hanging up on him and cussing right. him out. I don't know. Could have been either one. I kind of hope he hung up and cussed him out or cussed him out and then hung up. That's what I hope, too. That would be fun. But I feel like he would have been a lot more respectful. Yeah, especially because they, they go back to the early 2000s yeah. in the NFC East. Yeah, so probably more respectful. I Again, I'm telling you, I think Pierce turns it on for the cameras. I think if he's talking to an, uh, Andy Reid, he's less boisterous. I totally agree. About totally that. agree. He so, does turn it on for the cameras, though. Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing that was a pretty civil... Uh, oh, you're, he might have said, you're welcome, Mr. Reid. <laughs> Man, you know, that's a great question. We also got this from the Chiefs. Uh, Pro Football Talk tweeted this out. 
Taylor Swift made Pop-Tarts during the season for the Chiefs' offensive linemen. Andy Reid said that. Uh, Andy Reid did not get to try them because Taylor Swift only made them for the offensive linemen, and they did not share with Andy Reid. Here's my first question on this. What is a homemade Pop-Tart? Yeah, I saw that. I, I know, I know I what mean, a Pop-Tart is. make it by putting it in the uh, toaster? Um, I... I did, mean, you get, did you get dough and, by the way, and then spread jelly inside of it or something? Well, the first thing I thought of was just like a standard strudel, and he's just calling it a Pop-Tart. Maybe. I feel like Andy Reid is very um, strict. He knows what to call things, though, for food-related. So I feel like he wouldn't miss, like, name something. And Maybe. by the way, she, she's she got a multitask. Doesn't she have concerts to play? When does she have time? She's the, flying all over the rides, world? Those planes are long. Get a, she... I think she had a couple weeks off before she flew out to Tokyo. And this is what she's doing? I guess. I mean, I mean good for in, her. In the interview, Andy Reid said that she loves to cook. So, all right. Maybe hey. she loves to cook. We didn't get an official. I never knew you could make them. I thought you just bought them in the box. I mean, you do. I don't actually know what a homemade Pop-Tart is. I would never look at a Pop-Tart and think, oh, I need to make that at home. Yeah. Or how you'd make it. Right. But apparently she did. And maybe, maybe it's something slightly different. But, uh... Apparently she loves to cook. Uh, we don't. I will say this: we don't have a review from Andy Reid on how good it was because he didn't get to try one. So we don't know how good these homemade pop tarts were. Which I feel like, if you know Andy Reid, he should have been the first one you hand one to. You'd think so, especially like dating one of the superstars on the team. But she also apparently, according to Andy Reid, only gave him to the offensive line. Yeah, so you like, know Travis Kelsey got the first one. Well, though. he was there when they were made, so probably well, he it, probably ate Andy Reid. He probably had one yeah. for Andy Reid, and he Travis Kelsey ate it. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm like, hey, Travis, you want to touch this field? Where's my pop tart? <laughs> you want to touch this field? Nobody could catch the ball at the time. He had to touch the field. Take a drive off. They had nobody else to throw to um, because she didn't even make one for Mahomes, according to the story. It was just the offensive lineman, so she was looking out for him. And by the way, one other thing on the Chiefs this morning. They just released Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Okay. Which is, you know, obviously one of their receivers. Right. Um, not that their receivers were good this year, but it apparently it saves them $12 million, whatever. If the Chiefs get an actual good receiver in there... Oh, boy. That's not going to be very good. Not, not for everyone. Not for <laughs> everyone else. I saw something about them possibly going after Michael Pittman Jr. Oh. I don't know how real it was, but somebody put Free up agent. a graphic yeah. with him along with the rest of the Chiefs lineup. And I, like, I don't know the uh, cap space situation for the Chiefs, and obviously they might be lo- losing Legereus Sneed, so they need a cornerback as well. But uh, I don't know what their cap space situation is, but if they can go get a free agent wide receiver, Michael Pittman's good. Yeah, uh, Calvin Ridley could hit free yeah. agency. Mike Evans might hit free agency. He's a little bit older, but they've got there are some decent free agent wide receivers. Or what I would expect them to do is just draft a guy at the end of the first round, and then that guy be really good. Right? You're like, oh crap. Yeah, <laughs> they found one in the draft. That's not very good. All right, coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, we'll get into our wonderful Las Vegas A's. Follow the guys on Twitter at Ed Graney and at Bischoff underscore Tyler. All right, a couple things. First off. We're giving away $2,024 a day, and all you got to do to get entered to win is send us a text message. The word today is Rebels, R-E-B-E-L-S, Rebels. Text that to 702-364-1100, the word Rebels to 702-364-1100. You do that, you are entered to win $2,024. We're doing that every day that we're on the air through the month of March 
even though it's still February, it means you call it a month of this. Uh, there'll be a new word tomorrow, but today's word is Rebels. Also, I am an idiot. We talked about Max Struess hitting that game winner. I said for the Heat, he plays for the Cavaliers, used to play for the Heat, um, but I'm an idiot because I was even looking after you made that shot. The Cavaliers are still in second place in the East. Uh, they're a game ahead of Milwaukee. They've got a real shot to actually be the two seed in the Eastern Conference because Milwaukee has uh, sputtered under Doc Rivers. But they, even if they fall, they'll probably only fall to the three. But Cleveland will be a two or a three most likely in the East. So Max Drew hit that shot for the Cavs, not the Heat. Cavs writers don't want the three deadline. What do you mean they don't want the three? Oh, the three seed. Nah, it doesn't matter in the NBA. They're fine. <laughs> They're fine in the NBA. The Cavs are going to be the early NBA TV game anyway. They're going to be the game that they don't put on TNT. Because it's going to be, what would it be right now? Cavs would get the, the magic. S- the oh. sixth game? I mean, they'd get the, the winner. No, they're the two. So they'd get the winner of oh, the play-in. Okay. But like right now, it'd be the magic. Cavs, they might even put it on TV. <laughs> Cavs magic, they might say, nah, we don't need to put this one on TV. They say, forget about it. Not a real, not a real series. That one they just ignore. Like so, the first half of UNLV Wyoming? Right, yeah. That one should have been taken off. That should have been taken off the air. They should say, ah, CBS Sports is like, we're not airing this one. At halftime, just one. move it to Mountain West Network? Yeah, just, nah, yeah. we're done with this one. Get this one out of here. Get in a different game. That Utah State-Fresno State game looks a little bit better. Um, also, Danny, can you pull back up the tweet you were reading me about the Players Association survey? Uh, yeah, so, give me one second. The NFLPA uh, does a survey every year now. And I haven't seen the actual survey. I'm just looking at There's a tweets. lot of tweets about it. So Ari Marov tweeted out some of the coaching grades. And a lot of guys, like Andy Reid, got an A+. A lot of guys got A's. Uh, a is the most common grade given out. A uh, good chunk of guys got B's. John Harbaugh got a B. But the lowest grade given out was to Josh McDaniels, who got fired midway through the season. Josh McDaniels got a D. How in the world did Josh McDaniels get anything other than an F? Yeah. I mean, he got you're, – you're exactly right. He got fired. And I'll tell you what, in the review journal, it would have been an F on the grades. He, this Again, this is a survey from the Players Association. This is the players. Right. Part of the reason McDaniels got fired is because the players – Hated him. Yes, lost the locker room, and like just like he did in Denver. Yes, they brought in a mini hoop the day after he got and cigars, fired. And cigars. They celebrated with victory cigars. How did he not get an F? Yeah. No, there's no coach ever that could get an F if McDaniel's did not right. get an F for last year. It's unbelievable to me that he did not get. The players said that that means I'm guessing Raiders players said that he did not deserve an F for whatever the hell happened last year. That's the, this is the most positive thing anybody said about McDaniels in a year. <laughs> that he got a D instead of an F. He should be like, oh, wow, what an accomplishment. Get a ring for that. Unbelievable. These players are too soft. So now, because he was an intern, Pierce is not listed here? Uh, I don't see him on this list. I don't list. see him either. That would most likely. Yeah, I'm I guessing. don't see him either. I mean, if it was just Raiders players, they're giving him an A+. Plus. Oh, man. I he's think a, he's up there at the A's with Zach Taylor, Sean McDermott, and others. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's I think it's kind of funny that multiple coaches who were not retained at the end of the year got B's or higher. Brandon Staley got a B. Yes, and that was one of them. What? <laughs> what is going on? And then Pete Carroll got an A, and he was fired. Well, 
asked to move into another department. Yeah, he was fired. I can get Pete Carroll still getting an A despite the season because they weren't a disaster. The Seahawks and were fine, and players love Pete Carroll. Yeah, genuinely, people like him. Yes, nobody likes McDaniel's. I don't know that people hated Brandon Staley the way they hated McDaniel's, but nobody seemed to really like Brandon Staley. And then we saw them quit on Brandon Staley here in Vegas against the Raiders. How the hell are he gonna be? I don't know. I was. Are we sure this is just his team? I don't know how it works. Again, well, I'm just reading tweets because I haven't seen anything that's the actual survey. Maybe there'll be some more content. But who's giving him a B that wasn't on the Chargers? People who beat the, the Chargers. Ray, Max yeah, Crosby's like, that guy was great. Yes. Give him a B. I'm a little surprised that Kevin Stefanski, who won Coach of the Year, got a B-. minus. Well, here's the thing. That makes sense. Wouldn't it be a little higher? Just the, o- the only reason it done? doesn't make sense is that Bill Belichick also got a B-. minus. Right. Like, they, these grades are way too – there are only three coaches that didn't get a B. Yes. Daniels, Ron Rivera, and Arthur Smith. Right. All three got fired. What's going on? Who's giving these grades out? This is it's, unbelievable. It's got to be – it has to be their own players. Yeah. There's no reason just, you would ask – I mean, you're going to ask – You wouldn't ask Joey Bosa against yeah. about Josh McDaniels. Right. And you wouldn't ask Crosby to grade Brandon Staley. No. So it has to be their own players. And you're telling me – these players got watched their coach get fired, had terrible seasons, and they were like, yeah, Brandon Staley, give him a B. Right. Even more shocking, the owner of the Chiefs got an F-. minus. Oh, get him out of here. What did he do? Uh, apparently, he angered people. Have he got an F-? minus? They've got owners up there? Yeah. You're uh, telling me they gave an owner an F? Yep. But wouldn't give McDaniels an F? Correct. Where's Mark Davis? Um, Raiders B+. Plus. Well, he did fire the guy. Yeah, okay, you're right. For just last season, he gets some credit for firing the guy. Steelers and Cardinals owner got an F. Why? Okay, why are owners getting so many Fs? I don't know. Wait, did you say the Chiefs guy got an F minus? Yes. That's not a real grade, by the way. But what's going on here? I have no idea. In Uh, In what universe would a group of players say the owner of the Chiefs gets an F, but Brandon Staley gets a B? Also, I, I mean, don't he have put together. He helped put together a Super Bowl winning roster. I don't have kids, but if I saw this type of discrepancy in report cards, I'm going to have a meeting with the <laughs> teachers and the principal, being like, "What's going on here? This kid is clearly a moron, and you gave him a B, and Jimmy, this kid was smart and got an F." Jimmy can't write his own name, right. and he's getting a B minus. The uh, Dolphins and Vikings owner each got A pluses. What was the? Can you read the Commanders' uh, details? Oh, uh, give me one second. I'll read this from Albert Breer. Um, the Bucks charge non-starting players with less than four years of experience $1,700 to opt out of having a roommate for road games. So you can have a roommate or you can pay $1,700 and have a room it's to just, yourself. It's just amazing <laughs> given how much money these organizations have that they go down to that level and charge guys because they don't because they don't want a roommate. Uh, the Patriots apparently have weight rooms worse than like Planet Fitness. All <laughs> right. No wonder people go crazy for the Raiders <laughs> facility when they come in here and visit. Okay, so I pulled up the Washington Commanders grades. Um, there are about ten or eleven different things that are categories that are graded. Uh, they received five Fs. Three of those were F minuses. That's not a real grade. Why is F minus a grade? I don't know. The only A that they got was strength 
training staff. Oh, that uh, Deuce Gruden was influencing him over there. What a job. All right. Uh, ownership a B, head coach a C, and then uh, training room, training staff, and team travel Fs along with treatment of families, F-. minus. All right, I think players might be idiots. Hopefully we'll actually get to look at these entire survey results and get to that either later in the show or tomorrow. But coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the show. Hey, how's everybody doing? We're doing good. Um, I, uh, I got to let you know that Danny was very excited to answer the phone and say hello the way you say hello to him. <laughs> I love it, by the way, because I am – like I'm a beacon of light anytime somebody calls me. Like that's just I'm so excited that my phone rings. I'm just uh, you know when I answer the phone, go speak. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Wait, are you? Do you answer the phone when people you don't know are calling you? Uh, rarely, okay. rarely. Okay. But anytime, I'm not a big like I don't really love talking on the phone because we talk so much for a living. So I'm very much like you know I gotta expect your call. But yes, anytime somebody calls me, the level of hello is like always. I want you to know that I'm excited that you called me. It's fair. Uh, all right. So we I have not seen the actual um, stories or report cards on this, but the NFLPA does their report cards every year, and I'm seeing people tweet out some of the results. And apparently, according to NFL players, they graded head coaches this year. Uh, Brandon Staley got a B. <laughs> okay, I'm a little surprised. I'll be like, I'll peek behind the curtain here. Uh, we've been waiting to get that report. I'm going to do a, a reaction video to it. And I've talked to a bunch of players around the league. It is it's a real thing. Like, the, the players take it seriously. And last year, the report cards did grade out in ways that, like, free agents took a look at. This is a smart thing that the Players Association is doing. How in the hell does Brandon Staley grade out as a B? I, I, I cannot imagine that. Like, I, I'm, I'm stunned. And I think this is actually, like, a really good thing in the grand scheme of things for organizations to be able to look at things they could do better because the players are speaking freely in this survey. But, man, I, I like what What do we not know that players know about Brandon Staley if he gets a beat? Like the, the ultimate problem looking at this is only three coaches in the league got below a B, and it was Arthur mm. Smith, Ron Rivera, and then McDaniels got a D. So McDaniels, who got fired in season and all the players hated him, still didn't get an F. So I don't think anybody can actually get an F from the players. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a little shocking to me, but also does that speak to the low expectations of coaching in the NFL? <laughs> I, I, one thing that, that has really stunned me in my time working in sports when you talk to former players is just how bad many players think coaching is in the NFL level, even versus college. Like, I, I, many of the prominent players I worked with at ESPN would tell you when the mic's not on that they, they grew far more and they became far better players in college than they ever would in the NFL because the coaching was better. All right, I got to ask you something. It's the opening night of the Raiders. They're probably playing on uh, Monday night or Sunday night uh, football next year, and Russell Wilson's their quarterback. What would you think? Uh, I wouldn't. I, I just it doesn't make sense personality wise to me. It just doesn't make sense. Like you can't be Antonio Pierce and come out and talk the way you talk and act the way you act and be as demonstrative as you are about the tone of your organization and the organization right now obviously is being built around Max, right? Like, how do you make all of that blend with Mr. Cheese? Like, I, and, and I'm not trying to be harsh on Russell Wilson here, but, hey, I, like, I thought it was cooked as a quarterback before last year. But the other part of it is I don't think his tone has changed. We just, as a society, were willing to take it when he was winning football games. Now, when he comes out and, and speaks like the cheesy cheerleader he is, everybody rolls their eyes. I just don't think 
this Raiders locker room is really built to have that personality. And so much of what's happening in Indy this week is quarterbacks talking to people, looking them in the eye and figuring out what kind of leader they are. Well, we know what kind of leader Russ is. and It's just personality. It's a terrible fit to me with Antonio Pierce. Terrible fit with the way the tone of this locker room feels. I would be genuinely disappointed. I'd rather see it run back with Aiden O'Connell than Russell Wilson. If I made you pick one, who's the face of the franchise, Antonio Pierce or Max Crosby? Max. Max is the face of the franchise. But, I mean, Antonio Pierce, if he goes out and wins nine or ten games this year, we'll give him a run for his money. I mean, that's asking a lot. I think we all know that. But uh, Antonio Pierce is going to get every chance to do it. But that's also why, you know, if the Raiders are able to, to trade up and get a quarterback in this year's draft, there's such an opportunity for that quarterback to immediately become that guy, that face. Because offensively, I mean, it's Devontae to a certain extent. It's Josh to a certain extent. But – Man, when your quarterback's not even on the billboard for season ticket sales, I don't think that's a great thing. Is there going to be a give and take here with Josh Jacobs between Telesco and Pierce? And uh, because you know Pierce comes out, he's he's a Raider. He's he's one of the faces. He's a leader. We want him. And Telesco says we're not tagging him. I mean, how do you think this works out? Does he walk, or do you think there's absolutely a chance that they could go long term? The hard part about it is I don't think it's necessarily a given that he walks because. I'm not sure the market he wants exists anywhere right now for him. Like, I, the question becomes, is anybody in the NFL this year going to give Josh Jacobs long, big money? And I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't think the answer to that is a glowing yes, uh, unfortunately, because of the way the position runs and because there are big names. Like, if you need a running back for one year this year, Derrick Henry is probably at or near the top of your list because he absolutely crushed it behind an offensive line that makes the – the the Raiders' offensive line looked like the Hogs in the 80s. I mean, like, the offensive line for the Titans was an abject disaster this year. So, Derek, if you need somebody for right now, you're you're taking a rental on Derrick Henry. Outside of that, I mean, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, like, these are all guys that are, are basically competing against second- or third-round draft picks. It does, it's not fair, but it's the way it works. So the reason I think there's a chance he comes back is because the Raiders might be willing to overpay a little bit for him out of loyalty overpay compared to what the market throws out, but not compared to the franchise tag. I, I don't think there's anybody out there that's going to offer him three years and an average of $13 million a year. I uh, I have the Raiders uh, report card. Did you guys want to go over that yes, real quick? Let's, yes. hear, let's hear some of these grades. Okay. Um, based on this post, two concerning things. Treatment of families is down. Oh, Last year it was a B. This year it's a C+. Plus. Team travel is way down. Last year was an A plus. This year is a C. Ooh, what did they do? Put them on a legion? No, but they they no they forced them to sit in West Virginia for a week. Oh, like, that's right. Play, I forgot like, about the West Virginia. I, I mean, my right. God, you, you force somebody to sit in the middle of nowhere <laughs> for a right. week in the middle of the season. Are we supply, surprised that like that? By the way, is if you're talking about treatment of family, why well, you stick me out in West Virginia? I don't want to travel there. And then like, is my family coming out to West Virginia? What are we doing? So. I'm not surprised by that at all. Uh, training staff was a B, good for 13th in the league, up from 22nd last year. Oh, big jump. Look at that. Uh, owner, B+, plus, 12th in the league. And then uh, locker room, it dropped slightly. A it plus, dro- a they, plus put a mini hoop. An, they put a mini hoop up How and they have victory drop? cigars. A plus to an A minus. How did it drop? They put a mini hoop in. Uh, it wasn't enough. Man. Unbelievable. They had cigars. Um, yeah, they're just too spoiled at this point. Yes, <laughs> the uh, cafeteria food went down a little bit, A minus to a B plus. 
Okay, mm-hmm. that's, that's close enough. Catering people need to start wearing out. Maybe they have more nothing bunt cake wrap. <laughs> Where's our cake, Danny? I'm still working You're on still it. You're still working on it? Hey, Come these on. things take time, man. They take time. we got to have cake for Jason every week. I'm trying. Uh, Jason, just so you know, we have another guest that comes on our show every Friday. And uh, we made her aware that because she didn't join us during Radio Row that she missed out on cake. And now she is demanding cake before she comes back on the air with us. No, I mean, you got to put in the work to get the reward. Like, she'd have shown up, she'd have had the cake. I mean, this is like nothing but cake is a prize. You don't just give that away to somebody for doing their job. You give that to somebody for going above and beyond. Like, she, you know, she's got to bring it. I mean, it's already been brought in here. Jason, you always bring it, and it's always great. Thanks. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Jason Fitz from Yahoo Sports, always nice enough to join us, and hopefully one day we'll be able to say that's brought to you by a cake company. Uh, if Danny can pull that off, be I will. Good. Uh, I'll reach out to my guy again today. Be pretty good. Be pretty good. All right, we got tickets to give away to go see some rugby. Four pack of tickets uh, for the first time ever. The National Rugby League is kicking off its season in the United States. Saturday at Allegiant Stadium, season starts for the National Rugby League, and we've got tickets for you. 702-364-1100, that is the phone number for tickets to go to the National Rugby League at Allegiant Stadium this Saturday, March 2nd. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Caller number 11 is going to watch some rugby. So the MVP race right now, Joker is the favorite on DraftKings. SGA, Luka, Giannis, and Tatum, the next four, you know, sometimes it's like that team is winning and that guy's the best player and playing well. Clearly the goalpost has shifted dramatically because in this guy's case, he's fifth and they got a seven and a half game lead. That goalpost is moving on JT. I don't know what JT got to do. I do know what JT got to do. I told y'all last time what JT got to do. JT will not be taken serious for the MVP until he win a championship. And it just hasn't been that way for everybody else. I must say, it's not that way for Joker. It's not that way for Giannis. It's not that way for Joel. I mean, golly, that is brutal. You're listening to the Press Box on 100.9 FM and 1100 AM. Did Draymond Green just list off the MVP candidates and say Jason Tatum won't be taken seriously until he wins a title? He just said that. JT. Yeah, while, because he's while number saying five. that Shea Gilgis Alexander and Luka Doncic are ahead of him in MVP odds? Yes. Because neither one of those guys has won a title. But I don't I even think, think the Shea Gilgis Alexander, I don't think he's won a playoff series. I think his point is more that Tatum is the leading scorer on the best team in the league, and he's number five right now in MVP. In odds? Yeah. yeah, but it's not because they has, he hasn't won a title. Right. There's right. two people ahead of him that Who haven't won, won a title. And the last two MVP winners didn't win titles yeah. before they won the MVP. I think his logic is flawed there. Yes. The logic would be that, oh, Boston is stacked. Yeah. And Tatum, I don't think, I'd have to look, but I don't think Tatum's um, counting stats are nearly as high. Like his points per game, I don't think they're nearly as high as where Jokic uh, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander No, are. I think he's only at 27. Yeah. So Tatum might be the best player in the league right now, but he's not most valuable. His, his right. team's probably too good. Right. Him to win most valuable. So I think that might have more to do with it. And that, that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, now, we've not gotten to this. I've been wanting to get to this because I am slowly turning Ed into a jersey guy. Have you seen the Clippers' new logo? I'm looking at it right now. It's in the rundown. So there's a clink yes. for you to click if you haven't seen <laughs> no, it, I'm Ed. clicking. I'm clicking. 
Uh, the Clippers are uh, not not fully rebranded. They're not changing the name or anything, but they're gonna have a new logo, new jersey, still the same colors, red, blue, and um, white. They've got a new logo though, Ed. What do you think? Immediate reaction. A uh, little scripted Clippers across the top, plain. Not uh, not any, not, not much. Don't look to at it. the jersey. Look at the logo. Are we sure we have the logo in the? Uh, oh, here we go. Here's the logo. Eh. I'm not a fan. Not a fan? No. You? So uh, to do this over a, an audio medium, you've got a circle that says Los Angeles Clippers around it, and right. then inside the circle there is the a C, C, and there is a boat. Right. Uh, within the boat there is a little basketball design to tie in. You can that barely it's basketball. see it, right. It does kind of look like a compass uh, as yes. well. You do have some lines to make it look like a compass, uh, Clippers, so they're going into the boat thing here. Um I make think way, <laughs> and then the uh, slogan, make waves. Yeah, that's a good slogan. Um, I Two things on it. One, I don't really love the logo. It is better than what they currently have because what they currently have is just the LAC inside of a right. basketball. Uh, who cares? Like, it's a bad logo. This one, it's not great, but it's better than that. My disappointment is that of all the things you could take off of a boat – just the silhouette of the front of a boat is not great. Like they could have done like a steering wheel on an old time boat, or just a compass. To, like the Mariners do a compass thing that I think is pretty good. This one eh, could be a lot better. I mean, this is for twenty four twenty five, and it says make waves. Okay, that's for one year. They're gonna keep saying make waves every year, so they no. Can, you have so, a new you have a new slogan so, every so year. The, so the so it's got to be a boat slogan every year. Obviously, yeah. Because you get the boat. Yeah, until you win the title and then you're like, do something with like repeat or defend the crown or something like that. But yeah, you do a boat every year. They're the Clippers. That's It should be a boat every year. should be something ocean related all the time. But this is a part of the Clippers moving into new arena. their new arena next season. So they're going to have new arena, new logo, new jerseys. They still are the Clippers. They didn't change that part of it. But new arena, new logo, new um, jerseys. Have you seen... The idea that Steve Ballmer wants to have the student section-like seats at their new arena? I've read about it. So yes. behind one of the yes. baskets, they want to have a student section feel. And then the rest of the arena would be a normal setup for an NBA game. The Clippers are planning to have rules for this, for that section. Um, and they're calling, by the way, they're calling it the wall. So fans that are sitting in the wall can't cheer for the opponent or wear opposing team merchandise. This feels like a Bill Foley move. It does. Um, also, fans that have tickets, so let's say you're a season ticket holder and you buy tickets, you're like, I want to sit in the wall. I want to be a part of this student section thing. Can't go to all the games, though, so you sell some of them. If you sell those tickets, they're only going to be available. You can only resell those on a Clippers marketplace. You can't go to Ticketmaster or put them, off the, put them out there and, sell and them. resell them. You have to go through this Clippers marketplace, which is the Clippers way of trying to make sure when these get sold, it's only Clippers fans that are able right. to buy in this section. Is this going to work? For an NBA team, I'm not so sure. I love not, the idea of it, but I don't know how right. feasible this is. Um, one, getting a whole section of people because they want it to be that entire behind-the-basket right. section, being a student section set up. I don't know how likely that is for 41 regular season games. Playoffs, I actually think it will be. I think they get to the playoffs. I think they'll have a great setup there. 
Um, and I'm also very curious to see how they enforce this whole no cheering for the other team, no shirts or jerseys of the other team. Like if I'm there watching the Clippers and I'm a Clippers fan and Giannis has a cool dunk and I'm like, oh, think that's cool. Am I kicked out? Uh, you might be kicked out <laughs> if you storm the court. <laughs> I, I don't think they'll be able to police the cheering, but they could definitely do the uh, no wearing other teams logos. And they'll probably put on those tickets on the back the rules of no no cheering and no wearing the other team stuff, and that way they can kick you out. I hope it works with no refund. I hope it works because it'll be cool if we can get an NBA team that has a legitimate like student section style right area. That will be very very cool in the NBA. I'm just a little skeptical that they're going to actually pull this. Well off. the. Like you said, if there's an amazing play by someone else and you like clap your hands, what is a security, golf clap? Yeah, golf clap, and a security guard's gonna run down and like remove you. Get out of here! That's not happening. That's not happening. That's when you say you slipped and your hands accidentally yeah. came together. Is that what happened? Yeah. You can more police. I guess you can more police the gear. Yeah. You can police that if someone walks in with a Milwaukee jersey on, they're playing the Bucks. You say you can't sit here. Get out of here, yeah. son! Not yeah. allowed to be in these seats. This is for Clipper fans only. Uh, so yeah, new arena, new logo, and potentially a student section style setup for the Clippers. I I see on their uh, the tweet by front office they're gonna range in price. They should just make them all the same price and make them GA for the students. So what? People got to run in there early. Yep. That'd be make fun. it a real one. That'd be fun. Then they would storm the court after they win, and we'd have NBA <laughs> players hurt.